This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome back to the War Room. We're already halfway through the show. I guess they say time flies when you're having fun. And I don't know about you, but I certainly have fun taking down the Chinese Communist Party, exposing the World Health Organization, and calling out feckless, spineless Republicans who want to sell the fiscal future of this country down the river to your grandchildren, maybe my great-grandchildren. But in the meantime, I still want to get a little more on the Chinese Communist Party. And we have the brilliant and wonderful Dr. Bradley Thayer joining us uh, to discuss and help us make sense of this hack going on. Like I said, I don't even know why the Chinese Communist Party bothers to hack us sometimes since they could probably get any intel they want, not just from Hunter Biden, but maybe they should call it Benny of DeSantis's donors. We're already on their payroll. Uh, but Dr. Thayer, um, if you want to sort of walk us through, you know, obviously I, I joke when I say the Chinese Communist Party doesn't need to hack us, but you've done a lot of great work exposing the Chinese Communist Party, their vast compromise of America's institutions really at, at the highest levels. Um, you know, why, why now? What do you think the broader ambition, the broader goal is when it comes to these hacking campaigns? Is it related to Taiwan? presidential election who knows what do you, how do you make sense of this uh, uh, hi natalie it's great to be with you uh, uh today uh, i think two major reasons one they want to collect intelligence um which is one of the purposes uh, uh of these uh, uh hacks and then secondly they want to prepare the battlefield because they're at war with us and their determination is to uh, destroy uh, uh, the United States. And so when we think about why they're conducting these activities, uh, it's important to recognize both of those elements. They're collecting intelligence in preparation for uh, the war that they're waging uh, against us. So that's very important to understand. Equally, it's important to understand how we got into this situation. So for decades, accountants were making decisions about what equipment to buy, and the Chinese were always cheaper by a few dollars. So people saved a little bit of money, but as a result of using Chinese products, Chinese software, Chinese computers, uh, they gave uh, the CCP uh, obviously access to uh, U.S. infrastructure. And it's true not just of our information technology systems, but of our electrical grid, uh, all of really the infrastructure of the United States uh, is vulnerable because for decades, accountants, not strategists, were making decisions. And so that's how we find ourselves in the wo uh, this wo woeful state. It's been made worse by Biden's open border policy. As the, in, in a de facto sense, we don't have a southern border. And so we're witnessing, of course, uh, millions of people enter and some of those millions are very likely uh, Chinese military or paramilitary 
or special operations forces uh, who, in the event of a kinetic war, uh, or even before a kinetic war, would implement uh, acts of sabotage uh, and, and other uh, 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 such acts against our infrastructure, against our leadership, uh, against our military and civilians. Uh, so it's important for all of those points to be understood when we're looking at the latest hack or the latest event. And these are like streetcars, right? If you miss one, there's going to be another one tomorrow, uh, as you mentioned. Uh, it's uh, it just part, sadly, uh, of the fabric of our of, of political life uh, today because we were at the sleep, asleep at the switch for so long. Certainly, no. Unrestricted warfare, I don't know. The Steve has the book somewhere, I think. I'll be a, a mini Steve and hold it up. But that's, of course, what you're you're talking about. And uh, I want you to drill down a little bit on the border point, because I've been seeing a lot of reporting about Chinese nationals crossing the border. And sure, I guess some might be fleeing persecution from the Chinese Communist Party, but I'm sure some aren't. And when you have a country that's operating massive wide scale espionage operations, as we know the Chinese Communist Party is, I don't quite think that can coexist with an open border. Of course, neither can a country with no voter ID laws and a, and a welfare state. But if you just want to dr drill down, because I think there's two sort of competing thoughts on this. One is that, you know, oh, it's just some rogue actors in China. I disagree with that. Xi Jinping knows exactly what's going on. He's probably giving the orders themselves. Or two, that this is all part of a multi-decade, multi-pronged approach to really overtake the United States from within. Um, I think we, we see that on full display with the Biden regime. Um, but how how coordinated, how calculated is this, in your opinion? Well, it's a culmination of the strategy uh, the Chinese Communist Party uh, has wanted to execute since it came to power in 1949. The United States has always been, uh, if you will, uh, their main adversary. They had tremendous problems with the Soviets. Uh, but it was the United States, which was uh, the center of the capitalist world, the center of Western civilization and uh, targeted uh, for destruction. Now they're just a lot more powerful uh, than they were in 1949. And so they're starting to apply that power uh, as they have uh, uh, for years uh, against us. So the intent has been there for a very long time. Xi's got the power and he wants to use it. He wants to execute uh, uh, essentially against the United States, against Taiwan, U.S. allies like Japan, uh, and uh, against the United States uh, itself. And he wants to do that now. So Taiwan's in a precarious situation, as is Japan and our other allies in the Indo-Pacific, and we are too. Your point about the border is, uh, I think, if we look at that, we don't know who's coming into the United States. Uh, and so uh, because of that, um, we Certainly, uh, there's going to be a spectrum of individuals, but undoubtedly, uh, Chinese agents are coming over the border to kind of sabotage intelligence operations and um, uh, other nefarious activities directed against the uh, U.S. military and against uh, civilians. All part of his steps uh, to uh, prepare uh, for conflict, kinetic conflict uh, against uh, the United States. So it's a very worrisome situation. Before I let you go, I'm just curious, when we gain back the White House in 2024, what would be the first thing that you would advise the president to do to fight back 
against the Chinese Communist Party and their massive wide-scale infiltration operations they have here going on in the United States? I would advise that we explain how we're going to achieve victory over the Chinese Communist Party, that we advance a strategy, identifying them as the enemy and outlaying uh, the strategy of victory that the United States is going to employ to defeat them. Uh, the CCP has tremendous vulnerabilities, profound weaknesses, uh, and if we have a strategy to exploit those, uh, we can evict them uh, uh, from power. Uh, we've defeated communism before, and we can do it again, uh, Natalie. So that's what I would advise. Dr. Bradley Thayer, thank you so much for joining me. If people want to stay up to date with your work, and by the way, you have a wonderful op-ed up at the Washington Times about the whole hacking situation in Taiwan. If people want to read that, what's it called? And like I said, what are your coordinates on social media? Well, you can find all my writings at the Center for Security Policy, so centerforsecuritypolicy.org, uh, and then I'm on Getter and uh, Truth at uh, Bradley Thayer. And so, Natalie, it was my pleasure to join you today. Thank you so much for joining. Well, we still have a lot to get through in this show, and I just have to say, you guys know Steve and I. We're not necessarily machine people. It's a bit of an esoteric term, but I'm sure the war room posse gets what I'm saying. But it does make you think if the Chinese Communist Party can hack the Department of Defense, the Pentagon, though it seems like all they might be getting access to is the schedules of what drag shows they're going to be having on military bases nowadays, it does make you, I think, question, or at least you should be able to ask the question, Who's to say that they couldn't be doing the same thing or at least have the technical capabilities to be doing the same thing to some rink-a-dink unsecured election voting tabulation systems that, you know, aren't connected to the Internet, but then they also are when you actually start subpoenaing and getting into discovery with the voting machine companies. But I digress. Uh, we got a few minutes before we got to jump to break, but I want to bring on our, our, our next guest. And I really want to emphasize we do a lot of important segments on War Room, but... I think this is an extremely, extremely significant one um, because it, it really is going to, I think, outline how we actually fight back against the deep state. So as Steve would say, get your pen and or your paper and your, your pencil out. I would say get your pencil and paper out. But again, I digress. Um, but we have James Bacon, uh, who was under the Trump administration, the director of operations for presidential Personnel, in other words, the guy who was running the equivalent of HR at the White House. So he saw up close and personal, probably way too close and way too personal, the deep state, the efforts to really subvert the Trump administration by putting in people uh, who weren't on the America first team by far. If anything, they were America last at best. Um, and like I said, he saw this firsthand. And to, of course, take down the enemy, you must understand it. So, James, I think we have you. You're now at the Heritage Foundation working on Project 2025, which is sort of the solution. I'd say it's maybe a bit of the, the panacea to all the problems that we had in the last Trump administration. But before we get into the nitty gritty and really the wonderful success that you guys have had with that Project 2025 I'd love to go through, you know, you texted me your, your three your three plans of action, your three initiatives that, that you would implement under the next Republican president to really take on and curtail the deep state. So what exactly does, you know, Trump likes to call it retribution, but what exactly does that look like? In other words, what are the policy frameworks, the the people that we need to go after to actually drain the swamp? 
Absolutely, Natalie. Thank you so much for having me. The first thing you need to do when you get in there next time is you need to take control of the sprawling White House bureaucracy. So a lot of people think it's just the federal agencies that are the problem. There's actually a huge bureaucracy within the White House itself, and it basically serves as this barrier, this management barrier between the president and his cabinet secretaries. So, so there's the Office of Management and Budget, and they are comprised of career staffers who essentially manage the day-to-day of the federal agencies. Now, you go back in history, George Washington, when he was president, he had one assistant. Now you have this entire management bureaucracy that, ins- that instead of letting the president directly manage his cabinet secretaries, like George Washington did and prior presidents, you have career officials managing the president's cabinet for him. So the first thing you need to do is you need to get rid of that bureaucracy, cut the barrier between the president and the decision makers at the agencies. And then once you've done that, the nature of the bureaucracy is so big, the next president has to delegate less and follow up more. The person who actually did this the best, ironically, was Dick Cheney when he was vice president. Now, he wasn't doing it for good purposes a lot of the time, but he did something that I like to call the Dick Cheney method, where he actually would visit these agencies and establish an office within them. So he would be going to the CIA, going to the Pentagon, going to these different agencies and telling the bureaucrats what to do face to face. Imagine a President Trump walking in unannounced at the State Department and opening random doors and following up. What's going on here at the Russia desk? Are you guys doing that order I told you to do a month ago? Where are we on that? That's the type of thing you would need to do in order to get the president's agenda done. And we, we got to jump to break in about 45 seconds, but I definitely want to hold you through because I know you have a third point that you want to make. And then I want to drill down on what Project 2025 is doing, because as we know, personnel is policy and it always has been. And the left has always been so good since they own this wonderful city of Washington, D.C. that I sit in when you own all the think tanks and all these globalist outfits pushing the talking points that you hear on the mainstream media every day it's a lot easier to fill a presidential administration or i guess a regime meanwhile we don't really have that infrastructure on the right uh, which we certainly and desperately need if the trump first term proves anything so coming back to join me to talk about that is james bacon president trump recently issued a warning from his home at mar-a-lago and i want to quote this Our currency is crashing and will soon no longer be the world standard, which will be the greatest defeat, frankly, in 200 years. End quote. He did that in the interview that I had with him a couple weeks ago at his home. Now, there are three reasons the central banks are dumping the U.S. dollar. Inflation, deficit spending, and our insurmountable national debt. The fact is there's one asset that has withstood famine, wars, and political and economic upheaval dating back to biblical times. That would be gold. Gold has been a hedge against chaos from time immemorial. And you can own it in a tax-sheltered retirement account with the help of Birch Gold. That's right. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k 
maybe from a previous employer, into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't pay a penny out of pocket. Let me repeat that. You don't pay a penny out of pocket. Just text Bannon to 989898 for your free info kit. They'll hold your hand through the entire process. Let me repeat that. Birch Gold professionals will hold your hand through this entire process. Now think about this. When currencies fail, gold is a safe haven. It always has been. How much more time does the dollar actually have? Protect your savings with gold like I did. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers. Text Bannon to 989898. Get your free info kit on gold. Text again, Bannon, to 989898. Remember, the best part is you don't pay a penny out of pocket to get this information and start the process. Do it today. Take action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. There are two very important things to remember with this show. One of them is, of course, 202-225-3121. Make sure you call the House, call your congressman or congresswoman to let them know how you feel about the debt ceiling. But the other really important thing to remember with this show is, of course, promo code War Room when it comes to MyPillow. If you want to try the MyPillow 2.0 or any of their wonderful assortment of products, they have they have so many things. I didn't know this. They had dog beds, blankets, robes, slippers. I think Raheem Kassam really likes those. I think we're maybe allowed to say that again. Um, but make sure you do go to war, not to warroom.org, go to warroom.org too, but go to MyPillow first and use promo code WARROOM to get the best deals out there. But picking up where we left off with James Bacon, like I said, the guy who sort of used to run the equivalent of HR uh, in the Trump White House. So he has really seen the underbelly of the beast that is the deep state that is the swamp. So he's probably the best person to reverse engineer the process of how we actually drain it. Um, I interrupted you because we had to go to break, but I know you, th- I think you have one more point in terms of the kind of three pronged approach to how we actually tackle, uh, the deep state. If you wanted to just finish off where you left, uh, where you left, finish up where you left off at, and then we can talk about Project 2025 and how the media is just losing their heads, uh, their collective minds, if they have one, uh, over what Trump wants to do in terms of gutting this federal bureaucracy. Absolutely. Thank you, Natalie. So the third thing that's absolutely essential for the president to do is play hardball with Congress. Now, a lot of people think that Congress is a check on the deep state. It's actually empowering the deep state. It's Congress that's enacted these civil service protections that makes it so that the president can't fire any bureaucrat. It's Congress that's funding the deep state. And it's Congress that fights you the hardest when you try to reform the deep state. This has happened in several presidencies. So what the next president needs to do is say to Congress, I'm not going to go through this futile budget exercise where I submit a budget and you guys just ignore it. You have to pass these five funding requests. Just make a small amount of requests and say, I am not going to sign a bill that does not include these things. It can be a fully completed border wall funding. It can be the president's wish list, but he has to put his foot down and say to them, I'm not signing an omnibus bill where you fund all these agencies in the federal government, put in all these unpopular measures that the deep state wants. 
I'm putting my foot down and I will not sign anything unless it includes my wish list. And that also serves a dual purpose because it's the Office of Management and Budget, which is the center of the deep state's power that puts together the president's budget. So if you tell them, we're not doing a president's budget this year, we're just getting these five items and we're not signing any bill without that, it cuts down the White House bureaucracy and it puts Congress where they need to be. So, James, obviously, I I told the audience that you used to work in the Trump administration. Like I said, you headed sort of what the equivalent of an HR department is. So you were in charge under, of course, Johnny McEntee choosing who filled all these positions um, and and firing too. probably the best part. Um, Before we get into what you're doing to to fix the problem that we had in the kind of first iteration of, of the Trump presidency, could you just sort of articulate with the the primary knowledge and the firsthand experience that you gained from having that position, you know, what exactly the deep state to you, again, someone who has gone up against it many times and seen it, looked it in the eyes and dared to survive it and has come on war room to tell us about it. You know, what exactly is the threat that we're up against? We're up against this massive bureaucracy that has become a fourth branch of government. So, It's not controlled by the president. When you look back historically, FDR created this modern bureaucracy. And when he created it, he did control it. This was before Congress enacted laws um, taking away the president's power over it. But so the president today has one one hundredth the control that Franklin Roosevelt had over the bureaucracy when he created it. So you have all these policy-making bureaucrats basically determining the course of the country, and you have Congress protecting them. So Congress is giving them all the funding they request. Congress is making it so that you can't fire them. So it's like this fourth branch has just been fed and keeps growing. And to, and to make it even worse is that whenever we do get a Republican administration, you know, you have appointees that you can put over these people. And they're the ones that are supposed to rein in the bureaucracy. The problem under President Trump was that we didn't have the institutions of the America First Republicans who are ideologically committed to go in and be these appointees overseeing the bureaucracy. So what you had were these establishment Republicans going into these positions, and they literally just did whatever the deep state wanted. They just checked the box and they tinkered maybe on the margins of of the policy the deep state was creating, and they called that conservatism. But it's not conservatism. So that's why we need people that are going to go in next time who are really committed to making the government work better. Remember, the, the buried lead of the Durham report is that all of these efforts to thwart the Trump presidency, to really neuter and nullify his power, It started during the campaign. They didn't even wait until his hand was on the Bible and he was being sworn in to office. This is a plot. This is something much bigger than, you know, the thing itself. Right. It doesn't matter if it's Trump or anyone. The deep state will confront and will fight to the death or at least to the indictment and arraignment prosecution and and probably conviction of anyone who dares to speak out 
against them because that's just how it works. Like I said, they were going after Trump before he even won the election while simultaneously having all their paid hacks in the mainstream media telling us that Trump had no chance and, oh, he's compromised by the Russian government. Meanwhile, they're all taking money from the Chinese Communist Party because that's the only thing that the swamp is good at projection. Speaking of projections and projects, Project 2025, that's what you're heading now up at the Heritage Foundation, a pretty based initiative, if I may say so myself. Um, but you guys are really trying to kind of remedy and rectify the problem of the first Trump administration in terms, or at least on the, the personnel and the hiring front. Some of the numbers that you sent me about the people that you've had sign up um, for this project are just staggering. So if you want to let the War Room Posse know, first and foremost, what exactly Project 2025 is and the wonderful success that you've enjoyed. And then after that, we can get in to how the wonderful members of the War Room Posse, if they can find time between calling the House, again, that's 202-225-3121, how they can sign up and really get their best step forward in, in working potentially for the next uh, Republican president. Absolutely. So Project 2025 is a project to do the transition team work now for the next president. So every minute that we spend working on Project 2025 is a minute saved when we have to do the actual transition team. And it's a minute we can then spend on the 180-day game plan the president needs to do in his, when he first gets in there. So basically what we're doing is we're recruiting conservatives from all across the country so that we can take D.C. by storm in 2025. We're looking for ideologically motivated people to fill the 4,000 political appointee positions that the president gets to appoint. And we're getting all the work done now so that we don't have to rush at the end and wait for the Republican nominee to, to become president. We want to get this done now so that we can be thorough. We want to make sure we get the right people in place. And basically, um, the, the way we need to do this is go outside of the Beltway. We don't want people from Washington, D.C. Every Republican administration in the last 40 years has been staffed by the Washington, D.C. Republicans. We're trying to get away from that. So if you're out there and you're a conservative and you want to help out, please sign up at project2025.org. You know, I was just a college student when I joined the Trump campaign, and I was still a college senior taking classes at night when I was working in the White House for a time. So don't count yourself out. We need people that are politically committed to this. We don't care what your background is. We want people that are motivated, and we're going to train you to be an effective political appointee. And I'll also say this, you alluded to um, the president uh, coming in and how the deep state is afraid of the next Republican president. Well, I'll just say when President Trump won in 2016, I heard from people at the departments that all the career officials there were literally crying. I mean, these people were in tears because they know that we can ultimately triumph. If we get the personnel right, there is nothing we can't do. I will raise you this. I was a college freshman when I started working for Steve. 
but it's okay. No. <laughs> Just giving you a hard time. James, you're doing such wonderful work. It's an honor to have you on the show. Um, if people want to follow you and stay up to date with the other projects that you're working on, where can they find you? And again, hit me one more time with how people can sign up for Project 2025. Absolutely. Please go to project2025.org. Hit the big apply button. We've had over 1,300 applicants already, and we've partnered with over 60 conservative organizations who are submitting recommendations. So that's project2025.org and hit the apply button. I love it. Thank you so much for joining us, James. Thank you for having me, Natalie. We have Savannah Hernandez joining us after the break with really a blockbuster story um, about illegal immigrants and what they're getting and, and not getting and seeing and all the free stuff, all the free swag they're getting up in these nice posh hotel rooms in New York. But I have to say, I really do like the idea that no people from the Beltway, no D.C. people, I might also throw in there... No DeSimps. I know that might get some people mad on Twitter. None of those people in the Trump administration, because loyalty matters, especially when you're up against the deep state. But we'll be right back with a story that's going to probably make you want to pull your hair out. For War Room veterans, you know, we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical, that's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Building cross-community solidarity and collective action to fight hate. This strategy includes over 100 bold and unprecedented actions that government agencies are going to take to counter anti-Semitism. And that includes calls for action for Congress, state and local governments, companies, technology platforms, civil society, and faith leaders, all of them to act act, silence is complicity. All of us must stand united to affirm that an attack on any one group of us is an attack on all of us. I was a side administrator at the Rowe Hotel. So in the hotel, we have close to 5,000 migrants. Anything involving this hotel, I was helping run it. Everything ranging from doctor's visits to medication, 
is paid for for the migrants. Anything you can possibly think of, it's being given to them. Car seats, cribs for newborns. Uh, there's, I want to say, at least two to three babies a week being born at this hotel. The migrants being in those hotels have destroyed them. There's a lot of alcohol in these rooms. Housekeeping is there all week and they'll clean it and by the end of the night it's it's there's kids getting drunk together there's people hooking up with each other there's multiple guns in these rooms as well the alarming thing is that this hotel is meant to be a family hotel. You were actually showing me some text messages between a social worker about a drunk 10-year-old in this hotel. Can you talk to us about what happened there? Yeah, it was a drunk 10-year-old who was caught with a 14 and a 12-year-old, and all three of them were intoxicated. And when we looked them up in the system, the parents had checked out two days ago. So their parents just left them there? Yeah, the parents will leave the kids unattended in the hotel. We heard a security guard start yelling, uh, there's a gun on site, there's a gun on site. It was probably an upset person that we had kicked out of the hotel. I myself had been assaulted. I've seen other people get assaulted. I've had threats saying, you know, we'll be waiting for you guys outside. There's been times where staff has had to be, you know, escorted to their cars, to their, to their trains. Because the migrants are threatening them. Yeah. Often at times there was migrants causing chaos with, with shoplifting. The one instant where I showed you that video, uh, aside from being caught shoplifting, they started getting physical. And a lot of the times it was, you know, go calm the migrant down, get them inside the hotel. I've been doing this for five years and in my five years, this has been the worst experience by far. The city of New York does not know what they're doing, and it's only going to get worse from here. How can our elites look us in the eyes and defend immigration, legal and illegal? Well, I guess the answer is that they actually don't have to because they're stuck behind their beautiful walls and beautiful houses and beautiful private security guards who, of course, have guns despite protesting the Second Amendment, it's absolutely insane. I think immigration is the single-handed largest issue that the American people have been gaslit on by our ruling class. They try to placate us with platitudes like diversity is our strength and, oh, well, we really need our avocados, so that's why we need an open border. And isn't Mexican food great in California? Well, the stabbings, the murders, the rapes, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it. That's just me. I used to live in California. Now I live in DC, not much of an upgrade, but I guess it's marginally better. We're a little, little further from the border, but still every town is a border town in Joe Biden's America. Joining me to discuss that bombshell report is Savannah Hernandez, the wonderful and intrepid investigative reporter who uncovered that. I think it broke just yesterday. Um, if you want to sort of read us in, give us some more details about what exactly you uncovered with this whole, I'd call it a scam, but I think a racket is maybe a, a better way to describe it that's going on with these illegal immigrants um, in the hotel rooms in New York and really across the country and just the chaos and destruction that's occurring. 
Absolutely, Natalie. So I was actually at the border in El Paso for the expiration of Title 42. So I got to watch the entire process of, again, illegal immigrants illegally crossing the border, coming into our country, being bused to these various cities. And then, you know, I followed them up to New York. And then I got to watch the process of them being uh, given free hotel rooms. And uh, once they make their way up to New York, because giving people an example of, um, you know, just that one week before the expiration of Title 42, I believe we had over 80,000 illegal immigrants cross the border. And the three days before that expiration, we had over 10,000 people crossing a day. And since Joe Biden has taken office, I believe that number is well over 7 million Im or migrants that are coming into the United States. So, of course, we see them in the border cities and they're being bused throughout the U.S. And when they get to places such as New York, they are given free hotel rooms. They are given access to free Ubers, free health care, as you guys heard in that report. Many of these migrants are giving birth every single week, and they are given free car seats, free cribs, anything that they need. One of the most telling parts of this interview as well in the longer piece, my whistleblower discusses how these migrants are offered vaccination upon arrival, and many of them turned that down. That was something that was not awarded to many Americans over the past two years with the COVID-19 uh, pandemic that we all went to, but we have people crossing our border every single day, and per my whistleblower, many of them do have uh, COVID-19, rubella, monkeypox, they have all of these diseases, they're supposed to be in isolation, they're supposed to be getting these vaccinations, but they can't really implement the rules with these migrants. So the migrants are allowed to run free. They can turn down the vaccinations. They don't have to stay in isolation. As you heard from the report, we're seeing a lot of violence from this hotel. I actually spoke with a business owner uh, who has a business right next to the row NYC. And he was saying that business is down 50 to 80% because of the migrants in the area, because they're all hanging out there. And uh, just to give people some extra context, again, this hotel is one block away from Times Square. Previously rented rooms out for about $500 a night. Uh, my whistleblower stated that a lot of the migrants don't wanna leave the hotel because they could see the ball drop from their rooms. So these migrants being handed everything, um, they also utilize IDNYC for viewers who are, who are unaware. This is New York's ID program, right? Um, the migrants, despite their immigration status, can essentially have a U.S. form of identification. And in New York, they can use this ID to get employment, to access uh, you know, health services, affordable housing programs. They can even open bank accounts with this. So this is what's happening in New York. And let me just run through some of those numbers as well. Uh, Mayor Eric Adams has already stated that the New York taxpayers have already paid a billion dollars, over a billion, to shelter these migrants. Um, you know, we have some other watchdog reports saying it could cost upwards of $10 billion for New York taxpayers to shelter these migrants just for 2023. And um, back in January, er Eric Adams did sign another $275 million contract to house thousands of migrants across 300 hotels in the city uh, at a budget of about $55,000 per migrant. But the crisis is getting so out of hand that we are now seeing Adams, uh, you know, try to house these migrants in school gymnasiums. Where children are actively present. So the crisis is getting absolutely out of control. Free, free, free. That seems to be the tagline of the Biden regime. I'm just curious, you, you were saying that you followed this story and you've been there, you know, presently uh, since Title 42 expired. 
on the southern border, you've sort of seen the trek um, up north, but really everywhere throughout this entire country. So I'm just curious, from the evidence that you've seen, whether it's, you know, the free phones, the free car seats, the free vaccines that they're not taking, but hey, if you're an American citizen, you have to take an experimental drug therapy or all your civil liberties will be stripped from you because the rule of law certainly exists in the United States. I'm, of course, being sarcastic. Um, but in your opinion, do you think that it's fair to say that this invasion of the southern border is intentional on the hands of the Biden regime? Oh, absolutely. And again, that's not just my opinion. I have spoken to National Guard at the border who have worked under both administrations and said not only are their lives at risk every single day because the cartel runs the border, but they essentially feel like an Uber service for the uh, illegal immigrants. You know, it's funny. People always get mad because I call them migrants. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. They are here illegally. They are crossing uh, illegally every single day. And it is very disheartening just as an American, right, to go down to the border and watch these people completely break our laws every single day. Um, in the longer report, my whistleblower even discussed too how uh, many of these migrants who are committing these violent acts. Uh, ICE is never called, DHS is never called, NYPD isn't even called. Uh, These migrants are simply given a different hotel room at another location because if they get into a domestic dispute or they swing a machete at somebody, it's like, okay, well, just let's go ahead and transfer them to a different location. With my whistleblower sharing, a lot of these migrant families will then take advantage of this and will have two hotel rooms on the taxpayer's dime as opposed to one and the families are moving back and forth. On top of that, if the migrants want to head to Chicago, Philadelphia, Philadelphia, uh, any of these other uh, sanctuary cities, they're given a free bus ticket and they can move around freely. So it's very disheartening to see that illegal immigrants in this country have more benefits, have more rights, have more freedom, have the ability to break the law openly and um, tread on the average American. And we're just supposed to sit here and foot the bill. Savannah, thank you so much for reporting. I could only imagine how daunting it is to not only work with these whistleblowers but to be down on the border almost as daunting as the guest who gave out his phone number on the show earlier maybe a little more um savannah if people want to stay up to date with with you and your work and, and everything you're doing the wonderful work you're doing uh where can they go and how can they support your work you guys can go follow me on Twitter at Sav Says or YouTube um, at the same name as well. Thank you so much for having me, Natalie. I appreciate you guys covering this story. Of course. Thank you so much for coming on. And just remember, if you ever doubt that the invasion was intentional or not, less than four weeks before Title 42 was set to expire here, do you know what Joe Biden was doing? Well, his State Department was giving Ukraine's Border Patrol millions of dollars to build and construct shelters to help them fortify their own border. Obviously, a million dollars is like a drop in the trillion, if not billion dollar bucket of aid that Ukraine has received, excluding the three billion dollar accounting error. I've still yet to understand how that happened. Maybe we should check Hunter Biden's bank accounts. Maybe we'd be able to find some of it. But... They're laughing at you because they think they can get away with it, but they can't because of the war room posse. Remember, make sure you call your representatives 202-225-3121. But in the meantime, to give us the latest on what is unfolding with the whole debt ceiling debacle is, of course, a very good friend of the show and a wonderful person, Dave Bratt, who I think we have. 
yes, I see you up there. Dave, your thoughts on the rumors, the reports that Republicans might be doing what they do best, caving and being spineless on the debt ceiling? Yeah, uh, this is the last stand, right? I mean, when I was in, we didn't really have the conference. We didn't have the war room posse uh, backing up uh, the the politicians and giving them a spine. And so uh, in this case, you know, the debt's going to be at $50 trillion in, in 10 years in, the, in this budget window. That's what they're debating right now. Russ vote uh, cut about $17 trillion out of that and, and kept us at the status quo, about $33 trillion in debt. Then the Freedom Caucus got involved and uh, they're the real deal. Uh, but they were only able to uh, make a deal with the Republican conference, who's much weaker, of saving four trillion dollars out of 50 trillion dollars. And so these mega Republicans are called every name in the book. Right. And so uh, I hear the music coming. We'll hit it after the break. Yes. Hang on. We'll be right back here. One of my favorite guests, because you stop talking when the music starts playing. <laughs> Makes my job a lot easier. I love how, though, they use MAGA Republican as a as a slur. I think it's a term of endearment. I am an extreme MAGA Republican and I will be right back. Stephen K. Bannon here with a warning. When's the last time you checked the legal title to your home? What if the title to your home, the legal document that proves you actually own it, is in some criminal's name. That's home title theft, and it's a total and complete nightmare. Home titles are online now. Once a criminal forges your signature, it's a race against time to stop him before he takes out loans against your home, or worse, sells your home. So when's the last time you checked your home's title? My partners at Home Title Lock demonstrate how criminals get you in minutes. They found the title to my home online and forged my signature, stating I sold my home. Some criminal was now the owner. Home Title Lock helps shut it down. That's what they do better than anyone on this planet. How do you know some criminal hasn't taken over your title to your home? Find out free with a sign-up and get 30 days. Let me repeat that. 30 days of free protection when you use promo code Bannon at HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. Bannon. That's promo code Bannon at HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. Do this today. Take action, action, action. Has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Trump versus DeSantis on taxes. In Congress, Ron DeSantis pushed a 23% national sales tax, where the middle class pays more. 90% of families would get a tax hike if DeSantis replaced the current system. President Trump cut taxes a lot, lowering tax rates for everyone. Trump cut taxes. DeSantis tried to raise them. Ron DeSantis, wrong on tax hikes, just not ready. Make America Great Again, Inc. is responsible for the content of this advertising. Hello, I'm Steve Stern, CEO of Flagshirt.com, a third-generation, veteran-owned small business. I believe that the American way of life is for all of us. I'm asking you today to visit Flagshirt.com. 
help keep the American dream alive. Be a flag waver. Carry a nation's heritage. Use coupon code ACTION10 for 10% off site-wide and buy a flag shirt today. Action, action, action. Welcome back to The War Room. I can't believe our time together is almost over. I don't know if you heard in the cold open for the last segment about how Joe Biden is going to take some bold and unprecedented actions, or I guess I should rephrase, his puppet masters are going to take some bold actions to combat the most pressing threat that we have in America. Not Ukraine, not the Chinese Communist Party, not the debt ceiling, but hate crimes and hate speech. It's the clown show that we have going on at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. I'm sure Xi Jinping is laughing all the way to the bank to send Hunter Biden his checks. But I digress. Make sure you go to my pillow to look at all their amazing products that they have. This read was actually a special request from Denver. I think the guy's name is Will, if I'm not mistaken. I hear he's a really big fan of the mattress toppers. That's just what I'm hearing. And I'm sure that he uses promo code WARROOM, as he should, because it is the best promo code and it is the best topper. Of course, MyPillow 2.0. But we're going to finish off the show with some actual substantive news, not just me rambling on, um, with, of course, the one and only Dave Bratt. So, Dave, we only got a few minutes. So I want you to wrap up what you were saying about the debt ceiling and then talk about what you're working on now when it comes to populist economics versus sort of... Who knows what uh, we're getting out of the more establishment faction. Yeah, well, the, the people who watch The War Room probably don't even realize how educated they're getting about the real economy and how things really work. Right. If I, I'm in academia and have been for you know 25 years and in Congress. But uh, when you talked about the White House and the most important things, you'll notice there are no economists writing about 50 trillion in debt. There are no economists writing about the Federal Reserve causing the 08 financial crisis and the crisis we're in now. There are no uh, economists, uh, you know, just classical mainstream anywhere, Harvard, Yale, Princeton, whatever, uh, writing about the uh, immigration invasion that's currently underway and the damage that does to the economy and to the black, brown and blue collar workers. There's no one writing about what the cost of a Taiwan war would look like. The answer is about five to 10 percent GDP hit to the U.S., and a 20% GDP hit to China. So it's pretty stunning uh, that in order to get this real economic analysis, you have to listen to the war room and all the economics profession, including Yellen at the treasury, are just AWOL. And so you matter, right? The people watching this show, you need to light up your Congress folks uh, and the senators uh, and and tell them uh, that, that we cannot sustain the kids cannot sustain 50 trillion in debt. The interest rate now is five percent, right? So when we get up to 50 trillion in debt within 10 years, the interest payments alone will be two and a half trillion dollars. That's three times the uh, defense budget currently. And so uh, all you're hearing on TV is this default. Uh, talk. As Steve has said over and over and over, there's not going to be any default ever on a treasury. The only question is we're gonna, whether we're going to pay off you know, the entirety of these six and seven trillion dollar uh, government spending budgets that have caused the inflation that we're all suffering under. That's the only question. And, and the American people in the polling are saying, no, we've had enough of it. We have, we have plenty of money coming in to pay off all the treasury debt, all the interest on the debt. 
anyone who's writing about a default and yelling they ought to be, you know, she knows what she's saying. She's blaming it on the Congress, uh, which sounds like the House. Uh, but of course, we all know the House has passed a bill. The Senate hasn't. And the White House for 100 days said, I'm not going to talk to you. So, you know, if you're a professor, uh, the, you know, a student doesn't hand in their work, don't even do the assignment, you get an F. Uh, the House Republicans are the only ones who have done their homework, and they're being defensive. Uh, McCarthy's getting better uh, on the messaging, uh, but it, it still sounds like we're on the back foot when we have the moral high ground, and all the analysis favors our position. And so I, I hope our team and the and the uh, the Freedom Caucus guys will not bow uh, to that pressure because man, the pressure's enormous. So you know now the rating agencies and everybody's teaming up. And, oh, the sky is falling. It is not falling. And the date that's given is false also. There's no default happening on June 1 on any Treasury bill anywhere. And the way to find out the truth on this is, you know, to make a bet. Can't do that at Liberty, but, you know, just saying. <laughs> and so, Natalie, you're reporting. You've hit on all the key issues that affect our economy. And so uh, just keep up the great work. Thank you very much, Dave. We're running up against the end of the show. But before I let you go real quick, you know, you used to be a member of Congress. You know, the phone calls work. The pressure yep. campaigns work. Yes. So if people want to call again, the number, they should do it after the show is 202-225-3121. Give me 30 seconds. What should their pitch be? Yeah, well, I'll just tell you the one group that's missing is the young people. Uh, all this is going around your neck, 50 trillion in debt and insolvency of every system. You will not get the benefits that the current generation are getting. And so uh, young people call in uh, parents who say you love your kids, call in grandparents for the sake of your grandkids, call in. Thank you, Natalie. Thank you so much for joining me. If people want to find you and follow you, where can they go? Yep. Brat Economics on Getter. Uh, just pure economic posts, share with all your young scholars and uh, bring them by Liberty University and say hi anytime. God bless. Thank you, Natalie. Thank you, Dave. And thank you, Warren Posse, for hanging with me. Pretty fun two hours. Remember, they want people my generation to be Russian serfs, maybe Ukrainian serfs. So you can't say Russia anymore. And they want your generation to foot the bill for all the free stuff legal immigrants are getting, but we won't stand for it. We'll be back at five with Steve. As always, Natalie. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer. Every year, year in and year out, heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. 
How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.